Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. The monsters will now start attacking Tokyo. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. Sound. I'll turn up the sound so you can hear the monsters dueling to the deck. And welcome to episode 207 of the Kaiju Cast, a podcast 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber-suited foes. My name is Kyle, and this is the first episode of July 2017, and a special G-Fest episode. We're going to talk about everything having to do with G-Fest 24 this year, and joining me for this conversation... Clancy Peterson is here. Hey, Kyle. Good to be back. Yeah. It's almost like we just talked like for <laughs> 20 minutes and I didn't record it or something. Man, like deja vu. <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine you doing that. No, that would be super unprofessional. Anyway, Clancy's here for a couple reasons. One, he's going to be at G-Fest with me this year. And two, last year was his first G-Fest. So not only can he be excited about stuff that's happening for this upcoming show, also he can compare it to last year's show. So, Clancy, I have to ask you again, what were some of your favorite things that happened last year at G-Fest? Well, I'm going to go with the one that I usually point to. Uh, I said it here on the podcast before, but just basically getting to meet other fans of Godzilla films and tokusatsu stuff. Um, just being able to be in a hotel a convention with like a few thousand other fans. It's just an experience that you can't necessarily get anywhere else. Um, I, maybe another convention of this style, but it's just amazing, you know, to just sit down and have conversations like that. We obviously have on the podcast or when we're hanging out. Oh yeah, for sure. But you know, people from all around the country, all around the world, I suppose. Yeah, totally, all around the world. Um, Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So you had a lot of good times hanging out last year. What were some of your favorite, like, events that happened? Like, uh, did you check out the costume contest at all? I didn't see the costume contest. Um, There was definitely a lot of cool panels that were happening last year. Um, Well, there's always the KaijuCast listener party. Yeah, that was definitely a (laughs) highlight. Uh, Although I was was looking at... um, you know what was coming up for this uh, convention next week, and I noticed. I think this is now going to be my fifth <laughs> Kaiju Cast listener party. Oh, nice! Um, but I think it's probably going to be just as awesome as the four previous ones. Um, but yeah, Akira Takarada. Oh right, yeah, yeah, uh, he was, was a guest definitely last year. A, a big highlight. Um, getting to see his panel and get to meet him. And just be walking around a convention, which again, talking about what's cool about a convention like this, um, the fact that, you know, the guests are kind of mingling with everybody throughout the entire weekend, you know, you don't really want to necessarily go up and be bothering them constantly. Uh, but just the fact that, you know, you're walking through the hall and, you know, sharing an elevator with a guest oh, yeah, or, yeah. um, or whatever, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, there's. I mean, it's pretty cool. They're very accessible. And uh, you mentioned other conventions a little bit ago, so I thought I would actually once again probably say this, definitely once again for you and me, but uh, once again for the listeners maybe, <laughs> say that, you know, if you've been to a convention like Emerald City Comic Con or San Diego Comic Con or even one of the smaller Comic Cons, I'm just going to use Rose City as an example or um, maybe like a horror convention, I'd say that G-Fest is smaller, like a horror convention. So a Comic-Con, it's got this really, it casts this really wide net for all sorts of nerdery stuff. And, but G-Fest, G-Fest is all about giant monster movies where there's going to be, you know, tens of thousands of people at a Comic-Con. There's just going to be a couple thousand people at a G-Fest and they're all going to love Godzilla. Every single one of those people <laughs> probably loves Godzilla more than anything else. And so it's really fun to just kind of have so many fans hanging around. Uh, people will be just chilling out in the lobby, and there will be friends who've known each other for a while and people who've just met. 
And you really can just kind of walk up to anybody and ask them what they think of a certain Godzilla movie or, you know, if they're holding it, like what I would do is if somebody's holding a toy and they're, you know, getting the elevator with me, I'll be like, Oh, what you got there, man. One time this, I'm going to say like an 11 year old kid, but <laughs> I think he was littler. <laughs> he just bought the SH monster arts destroyer in the like, which is like well over a hundred dollars. I think yeah. at the time it was even over 150 bucks. And I was just like, Whoa, I don't even have one of those, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> Actually, did you pick anything up last year from the dealer's room? Um, I didn't go too crazy in the dealer's room. I had, I did buy a lot more stuff in Artist Alley, but, uh, I did wind up buying a few Bandai theater exclusives mm-hmm. or something like that. It's not, I mean, I love buying that stuff, but it's not necessarily my highest priority when I go to the convention. Yeah. Yeah. Or conventions in general. Um, it's just kind of like a fun little addition. Plus, we obviously have to travel. Um, True. I mean, you make it happen if you make, yeah. you make it happen. I brought two suitcases of stuff back from Japan. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, I was actually going to say you make what you, your, your comment, you make it happen if you can make it happen. Uh, <laughs> our, our friend James, who went on the Japan trip yeah. with us, ended up ditching stuff from his, <laughs> that he brought with him in the hotel because he didn't have enough room to put everything in his suitcase. Yeah, so you gotta, yeah, you, you gotta part with the packaging and sometimes a uh, pair of pants. <laughs> 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 but back real quick on what you were talking about though with talking to people and whatnot um yeah i ha- I had some conversations with some other people last year that were first time guests, and that is something that's so awesome about having that shared frame of reference is that I found that there was a lot of people that I was chatting with that are kind of like often shy or just feel anxiety about being in places like that, and they'll go to a normal comic-con and just still feel a bit overwhelmed sure yeah um but they were telling me that that was one of the coolest things that they were experiencing was being able to just not even feel that or if they were feeling it to just get over it sure yeah you know um and just strike up conversation and i suggest if anyone listening is going for the first time and they're feeling anxious about that yeah do what you just said you know, obviously you might encounter somebody that's or maybe they're shy too and doesn't want to talk to you. Sure. Or yeah, whatever, yeah. But you got to try. And I think this is a great convention to do that at. The Kaiju cast does not guarantee any social interaction, <laughs> but I swear I, I, I've had such a great time talking with fans there. Um, you know, a lot of people love the dealer's room. A lot of people love the guests. I'm a fan of all of those things. But what I've come to realize over the past few years of going to this show is that really the fans are what make that show so much fun. And I'm not talking about the fans of the Kaiju cast, although you guys are pretty awesome. Let me tell you, I'm just talking about being able to go and chat about Godzilla with anybody, because I think for the most part, a lot of us feel very isolated. Like Clancy, you and I live in the same town. But, like, you don't live in my house, and Tiger doesn't really like to talk about Godzilla, and Lady Kyle tolerates me talking about Godzilla. But at G-Fest, the filters are off, man. Yeah, like, yeah. you could talk to anybody pretty much anytime about Godzilla, and nobody's going to be like, whoa, 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 nerd, <laughs> you know. Or that, you or know, they will, and they're joking. Yeah, They'll be like me saying that. Exactly. Or that glazed-over look where you're like, yeah, <laughs> they're not really paying attention to me, but I need this release right now, so I'm going to continue talking about and so the differences between the suits you can see, and they, you, they're, they're engaged. They want to hear what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's G Fest is awesome. And like the fans, that's like definitely the number one thing. It's plus, it, you know, after going there for so many years, I feel like I have a whole bunch of friends there and I don't get to see those friends except once a year. And that's a G Fest. Yeah. That is actually one of the top things I'm looking forward to with a year two return is the fact that, you know, I made a, a lot of friends going to the convention itself, mm-hmm. um, but the Kaiju cast listener party um, connected with them on Facebook afterwards or whatnot. And then just other conventions. Obviously we run into Keith <laughs> and a lot of stuff that we go to Keith. That Foster. is true. We do. Um, and then even when we went on that Kaiju cast fan invasion, you know, the trip over to, yeah, most of those people were yeah, at G fest. Yeah. Portion, yeah. I met some of them at G fest and a good portion of them will be returning. So it's just like, 
I'm excited for that for myself. Yeah, um, for sure. I wonder if uh, again. I wonder if the mayor of dinosaurs is coming back to G Fest this year. Yeah, I didn't confirm that one. I'm not sure about him. Um, CJ said he was going to be there. Yeah, I know Jessica Etchells will be there. Definitely, Veba is almost mm. always there. I mean, if he's there, he's there because he's in Chicago, obviously. Yeah. But I don't mean he's always at the show. Don't be expecting to see Mike Weber at the show all the time. That's the busy guy. <laughs> anyway, shout out to Mike Weber. <laughs> um, so I'd say that some of my favorite aspects, aside from the fans being there, are the costume contest, which I don't get to watch a lot because typically what I've done is I've said, well, the costume contest is kind of crazy. So I'll go just peripherally look at the costumes from outside for a little while, but then I'm going to usually schedule the uh, listener party to start during the costume yeah. contest. Uh, that is not happening this year, which we'll talk about in a little bit, I think. But the costume contest is really cool because it's tied into that whole dojo studio room. And this is basically like fans making their own giant monster suits, making their own giant monster movies. And it's so cool. I definitely don't know any other conventions that do that. And then, uh, of course, like I said, the dealer's room is cool. The panels are always a blast. I, uh, I, of course, love being on panels every once in a while. And then there's Artist Alley, if I didn't already say that. And then the guests are always fun. And uh, Let's go ahead and talk about the guests for this year. G-Fest's guests will start at the top of the page. We're literally reading these off the G-Fest page. Guest of honor number one, Michiro Oshima, which is a very important person for me to meet because she is the only female Godzilla composer. She composed Godzilla X Megaguirus, Godzilla X Mechagodzilla, and Godzilla Mothra Mechagodzilla Tokyo SOS. And I absolutely love her themes in those soundtracks. They are really good and have become some of my favorites in the entire series, I guess I would say. So yeah, having Michiro Oshima there is going to be rad. Yeah, I'm a big fan of her work as well. Those, uh, the last two, um, I mean, I enjoy all most of the films in the um, later part of the Godzilla films, but the specifically the Godzilla X, Mechagodzilla, and Tokyo SOS mm -hmm. um, are two of my favorites, and her work on that stuff is great. I was just listening to the scores um, as we were, or as I was preparing for this episode, and she's definitely done some other work outside of the Godzilla films. One of the things that I noticed was she's done some work for. Full Metal Alchemist, which I know at least some of the people that are listening to the show are familiar with. It's a pretty popular anime. I haven't gotten too into the show, but what I have watched, I've loved. I checked out some of her work from that uh, on YouTube. You can find it there. I'm going to hunt down some more of it, though, because it's just this um, sweeping, beautiful music. Mm -hmm. And it just it seems like something I just, you know, as a soundtrack guy, yeah, I just want to check that out and dig deeper into it. Um, that full metal alchemist show that's actually that's pretty popular because yeah, i don't know yeah. anything about anime but i've definitely seen these characters and i'm pretty sure i've even seen people cosplay as that robot guy yeah that wouldn't surprise me yeah yeah it's a pretty cool show uh again i i've just started watching it and it's one of those ones that there's a ton of episodes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just haven't had the time to... <laughs> you see, you're standing there looking at the stack of episodes. You're like, oh, gosh. Yeah, exactly. I guess I gotta start at one. <laughs> uh, you said she also did some video game music, too. Yeah, and the one that stood out, because I was familiar with a lot of the different ones, but the one that popped out to me was this game, Eco, spelled I-C-O, hmm. and it's connected to a game that I know Brian and Rachel love, and they've recommended on the podcast before Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, yeah, she yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she didn't do music for that one. That was the one to refresh people's memories if they're not familiar with it. The Shadow of Colossus one, because it is worth checking out if you're a fan of Giant Monsters, is a game where you're you essentially you fight giant monsters. Yeah, and yeah. Like, that is the game. Yeah, <laughs> Brian suggested that came yeah. to me, like, hundreds of times, I would say. Yeah. Probably not that many, really, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, enough so that I'm, like, looking forward to the eventual remastered version that comes out for the PlayStation 4. Yeah. But anyway. Going back to her music, though, mm -hmm. and why I bring it up is that one of the things I did earlier today was listen to the, they have the score for Eco, um, and I apologize for pronouncing that wrong, but the score is on YouTube and I check that out. And according to Wikipedia, ambient music is one of the genres that she's listed under. Oh, okay. Um, 
the score for that game, Eco, felt like a mix of ambient music and then a lot of like these melancholy tunes. Oh, interesting. Uh, interesting. It was great stuff. And I just haven't gotten to check out the game yet. I really do want to check it out. All I can say though is I am really interested just based on her music hearing how that works into the tone and feel of the game. Oh, cool. Because it was like, you know, it feels like something that they put in the game to tie into, you know, the mood of the game. So it just had me interested on that level. Right. Um, Right. Not just nothing to do with the gameplay. I just want to experience whatever it is that they're putting that music on top of. So let's go ahead and move along from Michiro Oshima to the next guest of honor. And again, Big surprise. I'm very excited to talk to this guy, too. Artist Yuji Kaida will be at G-Fest. And, okay, Yuji Kaida, I've been seeing his Godzilla artwork for longer than anybody else that I know of. Because he did stuff. Oh, no, that's not true. Technically speaking, uh, Noriyoshi Orai, the guy who did the Heisei posters. I saw his King Kong 2 poster or whatever (laughs) for King Kong Lives. I saw that in Japan before I saw Kaida's stuff, but it was right around the same time because he's done artwork for toys and and, uh, model kits and such. So Yuji Kaida, like in Japan, I would say I'd go out on a limb to say he is like the kaiju artist. He's done everything from album covers to uh, laser disc covers to uh, artwork for uh, for prints and posters and movie uh, not movie poster well actually no that's not true because he did the skull island poster yep that crazy cool skull island poster anyway the dude is mad talented and if you've been listening to this podcast for a while you know i don't really say that on the show so mad talented <laughs> just not an adjective i choose to use i guess but uh yeah dude i've got a book of his stuff here and it's fantastic and i hope i really hope yuji kaida brings a lot of cool stuff to to sell to the kaiju fans out there yeah, I'm, I hope he does too, cause I will, um, probably sp- spend a decent amount of money picking some of that stuff up. I was interested to see, cause, uh, obviously I've seen the Godzilla stuff and, and this isn't a dig on the American, you know, the Kong film that just came out in America, but the reality is when that poster came out that he did, I got more excited about that image than like anything actually connected oh, on the yes. American side. Cause <laughs> I thought sure. it was just yeah. an incredible piece of artwork it kind of was reminiscent of a video game image like on a cartridge and like the way kong (laughs) is shaped on it it reminded me of yuji kaida's drawing or his his painting for that movie and i was even looking up uh some of the images and trying to find some information on him earlier today and i noticed all these places were referencing that he also did gundam was a big one that came up and those Mm. that stuff was easy to find and then they also mentioned Macross, which um, American fans would probably better know as Robotech because they used Macross, the Japanese anime for the first series of that sounds familiar. Robotech. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm not a robot or Robotech slash Macross expert, but that's like one of my favorite animes. Um, and I just, I couldn't really find, I was like, where, where's this Macross stuff that he did? Yeah. And then I finally did center in on a couple of images and realized that, and I mean, really this, I didn't do deep research. <laughs> Somebody that loves the guy is probably right. sitting there like, what are you, what are you talking about? But, uh, <laughs> it's the first image on his homepage, Clancy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I did find these two, uh, and this does connect back to G Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, I found these two, images that were from cover art that he did and maybe the design for the model itself, but Macross model kits from Bandai from 84, 85. Okay. Right on. The artwork was beautiful, but for G fest, I then noticed that they have listed under the modeling page. In addition to his panel that he'll be doing with Bob Eggleton, which is already awesome. Yeah. Um, it looks like they've got a panel set up specifically about model kits, his work that he's done for designing model artwork. And, um, yeah. So, Oh my gosh. As soon as I saw that, I was like, Oh yeah, I think I'm going to 
<laughs> I think I'm going to go to that one. <laughs> uh, there's too many things to do at G-Fest. Yeah, true. Biggest problem at G-Fest, not enough clones of myself. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, Yuji Kaida is... Um, I don't want to make it seem like I've been idolizing him for a long time, but the dude is absolutely amazing. I have a Yuji Kaida book that I will be bringing just in case he doesn't have a different one that I want to buy. Actually, when Jessica and I went to the pop-up Godzilla shop mm-hmm. in Tokyo, there was a Yuji Kaida book, and I was really, really tempted to get it. But it was like 50 bucks, and I was buying all this other stuff at the same time. And I was doing this Facebook Live video. And as I'm sitting here, like going through everything, I was like, oh, sweet. It's that Yuji Kaida book that I want. Mm, it's like 50 bucks. Eh, I'll get it some other time. And I put it down. And then like later on, I'm reading through the comments. And there was like, I feel like there was like three or four people that were like, get it, man. It's really awesome. I love it. <laughs> so of course, now I regret not getting it. So hopefully, hopefully he has one yeah. or somebody. I'm sure somebody in the dealer room will have it. He's actually going to be in the dealer room. I saw the, uh, the layout of the tables and he's listed in the dealer room instead of artist alley. Nice. Yeah. I know they did that for, uh, and I mean, they might do this every time he comes, but, uh, similar setup for Bob Eggleton. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. yeah if you don't find him, it's because yeah. he's over in the, <laughs> he'll be, he won't room. be in the artist. He won't be slumming it in the artist alley. <laughs> Just kidding. But he's in the artist alley, except for you, Keith. Uh, next up, another guest of honor, Shinji Higuchi, dude, Okay, so he was actually at G-Fest a few years ago. I went in 2009, and if I didn't say this already, I feel like I've, I haven't been to a ton of them, but I've been to like six or seven. This might be my seventh. Anyway, I went in 2009, and then I skipped for a couple of years. I didn't go to the next two, because this was like the first time back in 10 years. I just kind of figured there's no reason to inundate people with too much Kyle, but I didn't go probably money, money reasons. And, uh, he was actually at one of those shows. He was a guest before he did Shin Godzilla, obviously. Yeah. It looks, I think it was 2011. Good job, dude. 2011 (laughs) points to Clancy. So yeah, he was there. That was a year I skipped and yeah, he was there. So I actually got an autograph from, uh, my buddy Scott. He hooked me up with an autograph from Higuchi and it's somewhere in the collection here, but I've never had the opportunity to speak with him. And, uh, listeners, I'm sure you remember my doting on the Gamera trilogy. (laughs) If you don't know who Shinji Higuchi is, basically he directed the special effects for the Gamera series. He's done a ton of other stuff. The Gamera series really is like the tippy toppy of what I would consider to be his best work. He was also involved with Gehara, the long and dark haired monster. I know he worked on GMK as well, even though it was just like one scene. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like the jet scene where Godzilla is destroying them in the mountains. Anyway, so yeah, he worked on the Gamera trilogy. He's directed his own movies. He directed Lorelei, Witch of the Pacific. He directed, I think, the updated Japan Sinks. And he did the Attack on Titan films, despite how you like or do not like those films. Not you specifically, Clancy, but more like me. And then, of course... He was basically the special effects director on Shin Godzilla. This is another guy I'm really hoping to talk to. Yeah, and I I haven't actually seen Attack on Titan, so maybe maybe I will not enjoy them. But I <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the anime or the films. But yeah, I'm Gamera. That is by far the reason I'm most excited that he's coming. Um, but I did enjoy Shin Godzilla as well, and just the fact that they're bringing someone over. Like obviously G Fest does does an awesome job getting, you know, amazing guests every mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Um, so it isn't like I was shocked and he's been there before, but it's just kind of one of those things where you kind of go back in time and start thinking about just how fast some of this stuff is moving. Yeah. We're in 2017. It feels like just yesterday we were talking about the fact that they were back to dipping their toes into the, you know, their, their toho's coming back. To Godzilla. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're doing another Godzilla and movie. And now yeah. it's come out. It's had its release in America. People are talking about second releases here for these conventions. I know he was, or they recently did that at the uh, Famous Monsters one. Which, by the way, I don't know if he's going to slip some of the exclusive artwork from there. Oh, right, but yeah. Yuji Kaida did do some exclusive Famous Monster cover art. We had slash the Shin t-shirts oh, God, with Shin Godzilla beautiful. for that convention. Yeah. Yeah. That, that piece of art was awesome. 
Anyway, um, no, but uh, it just in terms of just talking about that, like I'm so happy that he was able to go to that yeah, yeah. that famous monsters convention, and I'm so happy he's coming to G Fest, especially right on the heels of directing Shin Godzilla. Exactly, I you could say the other movies he did were not hits, and Shin Godzilla. There's no denying that Shin Godzilla is a hit. Yeah. So I can't, I mean, again, I can't wait to talk to him. I really hope I could sit down for a full hour and talk to him. Shinji Higuchi, I think I do actually idolize a little bit. I mean, this guy is a hardcore kaiju fan who actually made his dream of making kaiju films come true. And like, I have so, so many questions for him. I almost just want to like run up on stage during the first (laughs) panel and be like, I'm taking over this. I'm kidding JD because I'm assuming that's who's going to be doing it. But yeah, yeah, Higuchi is, he seems like he's a lot of fun. So thumbs up to G Fest for getting Shinji Higuchi. Now, the next name on the list is somebody I was not very familiar with at all. His name is Ryuki Kidaoka. And he, it says he's an actor slash suit actor slash stunt actor. And he's played in several Ultraman titles like Tiga, Dinah, Gaia, and Cosmos. Uh, some of his other work includes acting in roles in Godzilla Final Wars, Riego the Deep Sea Monster versus the Battleship Yamato, and fan favorite, or I should say my favorite, not really, Death Kappa. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've actually never met the suit actor before, and it's cool they're bringing somebody in who we aren't as super familiar with. Have you ever seen any of those Ultra titles? Um, I don't think I have. Uh, the only one that sounded familiar on there was Final Wars, which maybe you've seen Final Wars. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah I have seen it. <laughs> we don't have to go down that yeah, road. Yeah. So I will. Clancy's review of Final Wars begins now. Just yeah, like, we can. Hey, come up to me at G Fest and <laughs> yeah, there you go. Have a conversation about Final Wars there. A positive interaction, please. I don't want you to <laughs> punch me and then tell me that you yes. love that Final Wars is your favorite movie. It's watchable. But anyway. If somebody um, comes up to you and says Final Wars is their favorite movie, do me a favor and bring them over to me. Well, I do have to say, I, I don't want to get too sidetracked on this. But sure, is, yeah. Again, the fact that we're gonna you're going to meet all kinds of fans at G-Fest. There's a guy that that, that is his favorite film. Oh, I'm sure. And yeah. any of the films. That is one of the awesome things about being at a convention like this is that everyone is going to have this massively different you know, range of opinions. Definitely. And yeah. there's some cool conversations to be had about that because one thing that I have learned from going to these things and meeting in person is that the internet, Facebook, social media takes away something that happens in these face-to-face interactions. Um, the laugh and the smile and the joking that goes with these nerdy conversations that we have does not come through on the internet as easily. Um, so that yeah. is true. anyway, that's a, <laughs> totally that's a side true. note, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, so we don't know too much about Kira Okasan, but, uh, I, that could also be said for the next guest that I'm going to talk about. Kazuhiro Nakagawa graduated from the directing course of the Department of Cinema at Nihon University's College of Art. He's a fan of tokusatsu films since childhood. He dreamed of making a living creating miniatures in film. And since he's graduated, Nakagawa has been working as an assistant film director. His credits include writer and director of Day of the Kaiju, which I have, if you have not seen. I'm not sure if I have seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's a, it's a little indie film. So I'll actually, I need to watch it again before G Fest anyway. So I'll make sure you get a hold of that. Also, he was assistant director on Attack on Titan and Shin Godzilla. So there you go. More Shin Godzilla action. Uh, again, I don't know very much about him, so I'm looking forward to hearing about him. Like most, when we go over the schedule, I think I have one of his panels highlighted, uh, cause I just don't know him. Yeah. So moving along to the next special guest, Kiyotaka Taguchi, uh, is a director whose most recent work includes Ultraman Orb, which I love, and Ultraman X, which I also love. Uh, he did the Ultraman X movie and the Orb movie as well, I think. And uh, he also directed Ginga episodes. He did the short film. I mentioned it earlier. Gehara. He directed that. And uh, Taguchi also uh, has done some work on some Godzilla films. One of his proudest projects, though, is an independent film. One of his first 
called G, in which a very violent kaiju attacks a city and a very like old school tin toy looking robot fights it. <laughs> oh, wow. It's pretty crazy. I have a copy of it, but it's not subtitled. So I don't really, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can only get what I can get, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, he loves going back to that. I just watched an interview with him in preparation for G fest. Uh, and he says he loves, uh, watching that again. Cause it reminds him that he wants to make kaiju movies, <laughs> you know, and that's awesome. So, uh, lucky for me, I get to interview him on a panel. I think it's Sunday. The next guest is Robert Scott Field. Robert Scott Field, as everybody knows, was M11, the android in Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah from 1991. So yeah, Robert Scott Field, he comes every year pretty much since 1999 and has helped with the translation. So it'll be good to see him again. Also, special presenter Tony Isabella is back. Uh, if you heard us mention Tony in earlier episodes this year, we also talked about him last year. Tony is a 44-year-old veteran of the comics industry and was an editor and writer at Marvel Comics and uh, for many other publishers. At DC, he created Black Lightning, the company's first prominent African-American superhero. He is the author of 1,000 Comic Books You Must Read, one of the comicdom's most successful books of comics history and nostalgia. Tony was also the lead reviewer for and a contributing editor of the Comics Buyer's Guide for over two decades. Dude, remember those things? <laughs> <laughs> like, how much is my comic worth? Let me flip to the back of this book. Yeah. And then, of course, as always, J.D. Lees is listed as special guest, the editor of G-Fan Magazine, and the guy who pretty much calls the shots at G-Fest. Those are the special guests there at the show. I am just looking forward to meeting all of them, especially the Japanese guests. In addition to the guests... They have some contests. Now, we're just going to talk about the contests. We're not going to actually... You can't submit entries for these anymore. But there's the amateur video contest, which I've seen some of those. So people make music videos and other types of videos, maybe their own fan films that go into the amateur video contest. The art contest, which is fairly self-explanatory. Uh, the costume contest, which is... I mean, seriously, don't don't miss at least checking out the costumes that people are making for their for their costume contest entries. Uh, then there's the model kit contest. Now, this this year, man, I'm going to get down to the model kit room before mm -hmm. they take away all the models. <laughs> I swear I forget about it until Sunday. And then I'm like, oh, the model kits that I run yeah. down and there's only like three or four left. Some of the kaiju fans out there are insanely talented when it comes to painting model kits. And they make some cool dioramas, too. I've seen uh, realistic King Kong versus Godzilla model kits, which like got like little tiny Kong and like a big <laughs> giant Godzilla on there. Um, I've seen uh, recreations of what Godzilla Mothra King Ghidra should have been with Varan, Angulus, and Baragon. Uh, man, I've seen some really amazing stuff. And Stan Hyde, of course, who's been on the podcast before, a good friend of mine from the Pacific Northwest, but in up there in Canada, British Columbia, he, uh, he's the guy who organizes all the model kit stuff. So he does a fantastic job with that. Clancy, you mentioned earlier that the model kits have their own schedule as well for yeah. like classes and panels and stuff like that. So, uh, make sure if you go to the GFS website, you actually, look at the modeling schedule because it is different from the rest of the schedule. And also, G-Fest has a special deal at the Pickwick Theater where they show movies. I don't typically go to any of the movies anymore. Um, I went like the first couple of years. I think I went to go see the, a movie or two and I kept falling asleep. So yeah. <laughs> I decided that uh, my time was better spent hanging out with people at the hotel. But there is something to be said about going to see a movie with the G-Fest crowd. Um, let's go over the schedule of that real quick. That all starts Thursday, actually, before even the convention starts. They're showing King Kong versus Godzilla Thursday, July 13th at 1 p.m., followed by Dragon Wars, D-Wars at 3 p.m. Then later on, they'll be doing Godzilla X Megaguirus and Godzilla 2014, kind of like a double feature, starting at 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. respectively. Friday and Saturday, there's only one movie each, with Friday getting Kong Skull Island at 10.30 p.m. and Shin Godzilla at 10.30 p.m. on Saturday. So there you go. That's the movies. I think it's definitely time for us to talk about some of the awesome stuff that we are going to be seeing during the convention as part of their programming. Uh, so Clancy, 
what is the first highlighted event you have on your schedule there? Uh, well, it ties back to the um, special guests, and I marked down the panel with uh, Michiru Oshima. So yeah, on Saturday at 10 a.m., it looks like they're going to have Michiru Oshima, the only woman ever to compose the score for a Godzilla film and the creator of a distinctive and dynamic new theme for the King of the Monsters, discusses her career and techniques with John DeSantis via Robert Scott Field. Nice. Yeah. So that's one of those ones like, am I doing anything else? Have I highlighted anything at 10 a.m.? <laughs> am I going to be having a late breakfast with my friends? Probably not. But uh, yeah, I would love to sit on any of these panels, really, to be perfectly honest. That's going to be great. And especially since John is such a music lover, too. Any of these are fun to sit in on. But the fact that I saw that connection there, I was like, yeah, it'd be cool to see how he's going to play that panel out. You know, there's actually a couple things I want to talk about on Friday. The main one, which I will say, if I can swing this, if I can make it to this, I definitely will. At 2 p.m. on Friday in the Kennedy Room, Kevin Derendorf is presenting a panel called Kaiju Anime. And the description says, whether it's dentists who work on the mouth of a dragon, a somber and angst-ridden robot battle, Godzilla and friends teaching arithmetic, or the Ultraman monsters reimagined as high school girls... There's no limit to what can be portrayed through animation. This panel looks at times Japanese anime has crossed paths with the kaiju genre and how the industries have influenced each other over the years, culminating with this winter's upcoming fe upcoming feature film, Godzilla Monster Planet. And again, that's from Kevin Derendorf. He's the guy who runs the Mazer Patrol podcast. And uh, I got to hang out with him at Monster Palooza at our listener party. Yeah, yeah, he was a cool dude. Additionally, on, on Friday... <laughs> Nick Adam Poling is, uh, he's the host of the Monster Report on YouTube. He is going to be discussing, uh, this year's addition to the MonsterVerse, Kong Skull Island. And I kind of just want to like duck my head in there and <laughs> trash talk it and leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, heckle it. Can we heckle the movie? I don't want Nick to think I'm heckling him. But anyway, moving along. I did want to mention Friday, you know, just reading through these descriptions, I saw they had a panel at one on Friday, Mothra Mania. It poses the question, do you like Mothra? Is Mothra your favorite kaiju? And I mean, I feel like Jeff. I answered, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. But Jeff is yet again not going to be there to hold my hand at the Mothra Mania panel and enjoy it together, the magic of Mothra. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it or not. But Takarada does not approve, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are so many good, good panels. Again, we're not going to read all of these. But, uh, you know, some of the highlights, like on Saturday, uh, Kazuhi... I mentioned Kazuhiro Nakagawa. He's going to be discussing his career in the genre at 9 a.m. But at the same time, Joyce Boss is going to be talking about Japanese culture, the yokai way. And you know I love yokai. Like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, Clone me, please. Uh, yeah, so, uh, but I'm probably, I don't know which of those two I'm going to make it to. Probably Nakagawa. No offense, Joyce. Um, but then, you know, there's a... Another conflict that I have at 11 a.m., Yuji Kaida will be interviewed by Bob Eggleton, which, you know, it says Yuji Kaida, the world's most renowned painter of kaiju subjects and scenes, is interviewed by America's top kaiju artist, Bob Eggleton. And that's happening in Ballroom 2, but at the exact same time, in Ballroom 1, there's a panel presentation on the lost Godzilla films. Ever wondered what the real story is behind movies such as Bride of Godzilla? continuation King Kong versus Godzilla and Batman meets Godzilla find out the truth regarding these tantalizing unproduced films and many others at the lost Godzilla film panel by John LeMay who actually just uh, edited a book together about these unproduced oh, nice. kaiju films I'm torn man I'm torn that's going to be the the theme of this podcast well I did notice that Steve Rifle and Ed and I'll let you say his last name because even reading it off I always butcher it. <laughs> hey, I I can only assume it's Gojicheski. <laughs> uh, exactly. Um I know both of those guys are going to be there and they've got a number of panels going on. Um one of them on Friday is a 60th anniversary Mysterians panel that looks pretty interesting. 60 years ago using flying saucers and burrowing robots the Mysterians invade the earth. Come join Ed and Steve, authors of the upcoming Ishiro Honda, A Life in Film from Godzilla to Kurosawa, for a discussion of this seminal science fiction film. Now that 
sounds cool. But I did also notice that um, there's going to be at some point an interview with Steve and then maybe that's I feel like they're the I feel like one. they're triple dipping here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no offense, because obviously, like I just said, like I'm torn with all these things. So they're actually if they are indeed triple dipping, if you can get good information about Ishiro Honda from all three of those or four or five, however many panels they have. That's I shouldn't say that. They probably don't have that many. They definitely have two, if not three. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that helps you choose to go to a different panel at some point. I think that's awesome. And of course, I always love seeing Ed at the show. He just started coming back to G Fest a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's great to see him being so involved. And of course, because Ed and Steve have their Honda book coming out later this yeah, year. Exactly. They're they're there to promote that and get people excited about it. I'm, it'd be great if I could sit down and talk with them for a little while longer about their book. Uh, but at this point, my schedule might be a little too crazy. Yeah. Um, and I know we, we chatted with them a bit on the live uh, emergency broadcast yeah. earlier this year. But yeah, if that piqued your interest, definitely check out some of those panels because I've already got that thing on pre-order. It's on Amazon. Um, people can check that out if they want. But man... Any of those books that can come over here and be in English um, are awesome to have. So yeah, English English language materials are always a great boon for those of us who don't read Japanese. Exactly. Another special guest panel: Ryuki Kitaoka, who's the suit actor, stunt actor that we talked about earlier. Um, I have that highlighted because I think I'm supposed to be on that with Stan. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure, but uh, he's going to be talking about uh, his work from Godzilla Wars to Death Kappa. He's been a suitmation actor, notably in the 90s version of Ultra 7, an actor, a stunt performer who's traded blows with the likes of Jackie Chan. Join us for a discussion of the adventure of being an action performer with Stan Hyde and maybe Kyle Yount. And don't let that stop you if I'm not on the panel with Stan, because he will do an amazing job without me. It just won't get recorded for the podcast. What's next for you, man? Well, I'd like to mention one um, that's going to be happening on Sunday at 1 p.m., and it is the Godzilla Masterpiece Theater, which uh, <laughs> involves someone that's chuckling over there, um, but also our awesome metalhead friend, Keith Foster. So I'll just read the description, which is, and thus we complete a trilogy. Back for year three, it's a dramatic live read of Godzilla comics. What comics will we choose this time? Sit in and find out, featuring Kyle Yount, KaijuCast, Stephen Schilling, Godzilla artist, which I believe he was at the listener party at Monster Palooza, wasn't he? Yes, yes, Stephen Very was there, awesome yeah. Dude. Uh, and then Keith Foster Kadoja. Uh, the big reason I wanted to mention this is because I did sit in, and I don't know what you guys are doing, and I don't want to oversell it, um, but last year, <laughs> you guys <laughs> tackled... Uh, we tackled <laughs> Godzilla versus Charles Barkley. Yeah. And yeah. obviously they're not doing that again. I think regardless of what they're doing, it's going to be a blast again. Cause I had a lot of fun with that. Um, but I love Godzilla and I actually love Charles Barkley as well. Um, I was into basketball when he was playing, nice. um, living in Chicago at the time when my bulls were a really awesome team, but Charles Barkley is an awesome personality, but, uh, Keith doing Charles Barkley as he battled in hoops <laughs> yeah. had me tears running down my face from laughter. But it, it's just it, Keith's uh, impersonation of Charles Barkley is pretty funny, <laughs> and and in some ways spot on. It's really great. So yeah, if you actually run into him, you should probably ask him to do that for you. Yeah, um, dance for me, monkey. <laughs> He'll love that. But but no, that that was actually a lot of fun, that panel. And I am looking forward to seeing it again because just <laughs> those comics are something else. But they're a lot of fun with the uh, voices that you guys bring to it. Yeah, I'm actually I know what we're supposed to be covering, but I need to brush up. I need to <laughs> I need to bone up on my characters and my character voices because that is a ton of fun. That is a lot of fun. I love doing that. Uh, and I, yeah, I think this might be our last year doing it. I'm not sure. Oh, wait, no. This is totally our last year doing it, so you (laughs) got to come. come. You have to come, otherwise you're going to miss it forever. Uh, What else? Let's see. What else is on my schedule? Actually, I do have a couple things on my schedule. I'm going to go ahead and move to Sunday, actually. I am going to be interviewing Kiyotaka Taguchi uh, at 2 p.m. in the Kennedy Room. 
Now, this is going to be a little bit different than a normal KaijuCast interview, you know, and it's technically, it's actually not a live episode. This is just an interview. So basically, Taguchi is going to be bringing some materials to show on a screen. And then afterwards, we're going to talk a little bit about that. I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of a Q&A as well. Kiyotaki Taguchi, he's one of these guys who essentially has turned his love for giant monster movies into a career. You know, that's the thing, that's the kind of guy I have always wanted to be. The kind of guy who's like, oh, I want to make something awesome. And then you just make something awesome. And so I find a lot of inspiration in someone who's grown up and like he, I think he and I are about the same ish age and he's doing it. Like I'm not saying that I've ever had aspirations to direct Ultraman episodes, but the fact that like I remember when G his independent film. I remember when that mm-hmm. came out and he went from doing that to doing some other stuff to doing uh Gehara to doing the Ultraman Ginga stuff to doing more Ultraman. I just really impressed that he's been able to sort of take his career to where, I mean, it, it's almost like he said with laser focus, I want to be right here in 2017. And then he just did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I like hearing those stories too, especially obviously I'm not an expert on Japanese culture society, you know, to me, it's already daunting, like the thought of going after that dream when you have so many other concerns like family and go for the safe job or whatever. But yeah, to like sure. hear those stories from a place that you're not as familiar with, those similar stories of an artist that has a goal and has a dream and makes it happen. I mean, it, I just love hearing those. Yeah, man. I mean, the and if you are interested in any of these panels, by the way, make sure you go to g-fan.com. Navigate your way. Actually, I'll have a link in the show notes too, so you don't have to go to the website. But if you go to the schedule, just look at everything. Get a feel for what's happening at the show before you get there. Because otherwise, you're going to be stuck in your room or somewhere trying to figure out which panels are going to be the best. And you want to be able to give this programming a good amount of attention because there's just really amazing things happening. It's going to be a blast. It's always one of the best weekends I have every year. And I can't imagine, with the exception of the money situation, I can't imagine any reason why I wouldn't be going to G-Fest every year, because it is absolutely a blast to go to. So much great stuff going on. The last thing I wanted to talk about programming-wise is uh, I mentioned, I can't remember if I mentioned it before I screwed up recording or not, but generally speaking, I've started the listener parties Saturday night while the costume contest is going on. Listeners, this is important. This year, however, something cool is happening during the costume contest. And if you're a Kaiju Cast listener, I really, 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 really would love for you to be at the costume contest. Just because <laughs> some noise might be warranted, I'm just going to leave it at that. Hopefully that will be nebulous enough so that nobody is getting what I'm hinting at. But, uh, yeah. Or, or maybe you're, you're fooled by my, <laughs> who knows what, what that means. It's gonna, you just have to wait till, uh, Saturday night, guys. But then after the costume contest, we're all gonna head out to the patio and have our listener party. I wish I knew more information about that listener party, but dude, I have been so crazy slammed. Major apologies, by the way, to Pete Quint and Charlie Emery for not getting back to them about the, uh, the listener party thing. But we're going to definitely have a party. It's going to be on the patio, and it's going to be a ton of fun. Make sure you come out and hang out with us. I will get a Facebook event set up right after Clancy leaves my house tonight. (laughs) So definitely, definitely want to see you guys there. I'm really looking forward to G-Fest. If you cannot tell, Clancy, I'm sure you're looking forward to it as well. Yeah, highlight of the summer. Definitely. So having said that, I think we're going to close out the show. Let's close out the show with something from the guest of the honor, Michiro Oshima. Hopefully Clancy and I will see you at G-Fest, guys. But until then, Jamata. Jamata. 